The Love Your Body podcast is brought to you by Danny D Fitness, along with Cinema 83, and our featured sponsor, Music City FitCon, uh, presented by Core and Health Fitness. If you're looking to come to the next Move Fit pop-up, it's actually happening at the Music City FitCon in October. So I actually have a deal with them going on for $30. So you can come get your Move Fit on and come to my panel discussion, which is going to be epic. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, you can find the deal on my Instagram. Link is in my bio. It's going to be an awesome event. You can actually get C- uh, CECs. So if you're somebody looking to start your healthy lifestyle journey, uh, if you're looking to start teaching, training, uh, you can come take class all day long. Uh, but I will be speaking and doing Move Fit that day. So I'd love to see the Music City Fit Con. For those of you who've seen my new LYB gym, You've seen all the amazing equipment in there. Um, my Stairmaster, as well as my RXD bench, came from Core and Health Fitness, and I am so like honored and excited to have them as a sponsor uh, for this podcast, as they believe in the mission that everyone should move their body and love their body throughout their journey. If you're looking to add pieces of equipment to your home gym, you can reach out to Tony Gray. He's my contact at Core and Health Fitness. Uh, his contact is T G R A Y at C-O-R-E-H-A-N-D-F.com. So tell him I sent you and that you heard um, about him and heard about Core and Health Fitness on the Love Your Body podcast. I don't know. It's like, whatever. You're good. <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. But um, yeah, so I don't know how people do it, but yeah, I'm excited about it. I think that, you know, I have a lot of stuff coming up, um, you know, in this holiday season, whatever. And so it's like, I don't know, I put, posted about it the other day about like, kind of having new rules for myself and like mm-hmm. that before it was kind of like, okay, no drinking, like kind of zero to a hundred real quick, whatever. And like, you know, cut it out. And then now I'm like, you know what? It would be nice to have like some champagne or to have yeah. something at a wedding or to do something, you know, yeah. to that effect. But, yeah. uh, Hey everyone, welcome to the Love Your Body podcast. As I'm eating my almonds <laughs> away from the mic, I don't care. This is how life is. This is how it's going to be. Um, today we have uh, the amazing and beautiful uh, Melissa Haynes, um, and she is on today. If you've seen my Instagram, you've seen her um, uh, before on the podcast. You know, just like Mel, introduce yourself because you were like the mom of Next Level, but also like a mama to me. Like we were just like cutting my hair a second ago. <laughs> like, but you're like. I don't know. It's such a beautiful soul, beautiful energy, beautiful light. You've come to move fit. You've always supported my mission. You've been here time and time again when I've needed you. And I know when a, a lot of people have needed you. So everyone leans on you constantly. And I just wanted to like have you on to talk about all the things. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of um, so I am, yeah, I am, I guess, kind of co-owner of Next Level Fitness with uh-huh. my husband, Jack. Yep. And have two awesome boys that are seven and 10. Keep us insanely busy um also training full-time and yeah have just had a like she she'd mentioned we're just going to talk about your journey and I said well I've had a lot of journeys so we'll just kind of yeah so see which way well yeah yeah, exactly like the biggest thing about like you know with the LYB podcast is just being able to tell our stories and things like that and you you are a you know personal trainer um you know you deal with people's stuff all the time, you know, and yeah. what I've always noticed and always respected about you is that literally everyone always comes up to you. Like, I don't know how you get anything done because, you know, like at the gym, like yeah. they're either asking you for something, needs something. Like I always tried to like, not, cause if, for those of you listening, I used to train at next level fitness. And so, and did that for about four years. And, um, as a private 
personal training studio and it's great and it's right there in Nashville um, off of Church Street. And like basically, you know, when I was there, it, it was like everyone always was pulling you in one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. So mentally, like how do you deal with that? Because you're dealing with not only your clients, but then your husband, but then your kids. I mean, like everything, like how do you do it? Sometimes <laughs> really well, sometimes less well, yeah. right? Um, but to be honest, um, and maybe it's just part of my personality, personality type, whatever, but that to me, it fills my soul. It really yeah. does to, to be able to be there for someone in need or just be a support system, whether that's for a coworker or that's for a client or that's for my own family in mm-hmm. some regard. Um, it really does give me a lot of joy. Yeah. Um, but I do, I've found that I've had to kind of come up with, um, making sure that I'm balancing it well, where I'm not continually pouring out, um, and not refilling my own tank. Right. So Um, how how do you refill your own tank? Because literally when I say to you guys that she's like a super mom, like she is. And for those of you who are watching like on YouTube, awesome. But for those of you just listening, um, I I just want to preface this and say like Mel has like one of the most beautiful strong figures like (laughs) six pack abs like you're just like so strong like literally everyone was always shook in the gym of like she's had two kids like you know they were always so confused (laughs) and like no and I hate that because it's like you know moms are strong and can be strong um you have to put yourself first and you always made sure to get you know get your workouts in and so many things I respect about you in that so it's just like you know, how do you, um, you know, I don't know. How have you kind of dealt with like all of that? Like life and balance yeah. and yeah. And just having your own goals. And so, I mean, I think a lot of things I've learned along the way have kind of come into figuring out the path that works best for me and, you know, allowing myself to give or giving myself more grace in the mm-hmm. process. Um, you know, Backstory, which if you listen to the original mm-hmm. podcast we did, um, suffered from a very severe eating disorder kind of in my college years, um, came through that uh, after a while. Um, and I think just those years after that, it was mm-hmm. just a continual season of growth and figuring out um, who I was and like what what was, what would, what did I need to be doing to not only live my most joyful life, Mm -hmm. but have enough left over for the people in my life that I cared about. And so as far as you kind of said, you know, how are you finding that balance or how are you, you know, taking care of yourself through Mm -hmm. this as well? Um, (laughs) I think when the boys were tiny, there was no balance, right? It was, everything was being poured into them. Um, I got really injured after my second was born. And so there wasn't any of that really release with exercise and endorphins for a minute. And then you're sleep deprived Mm -hmm. and there's a lot. Um, but I think over the course of time and especially over the last few years, the boys have become a a lot more dependent, independent and we've, um, just kind of gotten a good flow of (laughs) good flow of chaos, but controlled chaos in the family. Um, and so I think things, I mean, I do find a lot of joy in lifting and exercise and, and then when it comes to nutrition, that looks so different for so many people, right? right? 
And for me, I've kind of gotten to the point where I know how to fuel my body yeah. to feel my best. Right. And also love and live my life fully. Yeah. With no boundaries, no restricting, mm-hmm. no, you know, food rules per right. se. Um, and I think that for me has really helped me come into a better place of balance in all areas of my life. Yeah. So, so. I love that. So so with your with the eating disorder, uh, that was diagnosed when you were a teenager? I was 19. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you went through that, what do you feel like when you reflect back, was that from, because you were in sports, you ran, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you ran track. And then was that because you were just like so focused on the movement that you just were like, I'm not eating and like kind of putting it aside? Or was it that like you were just, you hated food? Like what was the mental with that? So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for the first, um, I didn't really even know mm-hmm. why I was restricting, um, but it was it was a way to have control. Okay. So initially, it wasn't even really about the food right. or exercise, but my life was in a state of kind of transition, and it all kind of started my senior year of high school. Okay. I just didn't get really officially diagnosed till nineteen. Okay. Um, There's a lot of transition had a best friend move away, had just, you know, typical teenager stuff happening. Um, but it kind of rocked my world and it was a way I could control something. Yeah. And so it became exercise, exercising more, eating less. And it just kind of, I realized I was good at it and it just became the slippery slope, um, that, got so much more serious than I had initially ever intended it to be. Mm-hmm. But it kind of felt like once I was stuck in that You're trap, like tunnel vision, tunnel vision, yeah. and I couldn't get out and it was too terrifying to get out. Right. Because at that point, mm-hmm. the full effects of the mental illness had set in and that fear of gaining weight or yes. was, yes, it was, so who, I mean, was it like your parents, did they sit there and they're like, Hey, this is a problem. Or was it like, what did you pass out? Like what happened? Like what? Um, so I went off to school in Colorado for, okay. um, a year. It got pretty bad there. Okay. Came back on breaks and my parents knew mm-hmm. there was definitely some issues going on. So there was, there was some at school, one of the school nurses that would kind of keep tabs on me. Okay. Came home for the summer. They tried to help me gain weight yeah. <laughs> that year. Um, and then I went to a different school, transferred and wanted to run cross country. Okay. So they kind of let my coach know, Hey, she's going through some stuff. Yeah. So he was aware. My teammates definitely were aware. Yeah. Um, they could see it. And there were other professors at school that were kind of aware and were Mm -hmm. asking questions, making sure I was okay. Um, but it wasn't until right. Uh, it was during Christmas break of that year my parents said, please, would you go get an evaluation? Mm. And so I had kind of kept things together through the season, the okay. cross country season. Cause I knew I needed strength to run. I needed right. to be fueled. Um, once the season was over, kind of went off the rails. Yeah. Uh, and I went in and to a, an eating disorders Institute, I guess is what they call it. Okay. Got evaluated. And basically they told me if I didn't stop, I yeah. would die. Wow. Um, and I couldn't leave. Okay. 
I was admitted. You had to stay. That like, minute, like that minute. Um, my heart rate was stopping or slowing, had bradycardia. Oh my gosh. My blood pressure had dropped out. Um, kind of, they said basically what was happening is all my body systems yeah. were just slowly shutting down. My God. And I was either going to have a heart attack or organ failure kind of was wow. the two things on the table. So, um, yeah. And I didn't realize it was that serious. Yeah. I mean, I had gone for well, a run that morning. Right. Like, and I, I felt fine. Well, it's, it just, it happens so quickly. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's where like with the tunnel vision and stuff like that, it's like, you know, I see people, uh, especially on social media and stuff and, you know, and they're just going hard with like workouts and workouts, and workouts you know, pushing themselves or like driving themselves into the ground. It's like, you can like see it with other people, but when it is your own yeah. stuff, like it's just, you know, you just don't even think mm -hmm. it becomes your reality. Yeah. And I always say that, like, I love to create my own reality, but more so maybe you need to manifest that as like a positive reality. You know what I mean? Not just any reality because right. I, I mean, I definitely, my health stuff got went bad really fast and it didn't seem like it was fast, but it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just terrifying and still dealing with repercussions of that. So it's like, I get it. And with this, like when, after you had that, was it kind of like an, not an immediate wake up call, but was it just, or did you not take it seriously or because you had to be there? So like, was it more of like, they'd shut you in and you're like, whatever, like, I'll just do it. Or were you like, happy like to have help or no okay oh my gosh <laughs> no, I did all. not want to be there <laughs> I mean it was it was a wake-up call in one sense where yeah. I thought that you know I was gonna die what are you right. talking about I was fine I'm, yeah I could eat a sandwich probably yeah. yeah I should put on a few pounds fine um but I would say so I kind of went into the inpatient facility thinking I don't really need to be here yeah this isn't really yeah. This isn't really for me. This is for the ones that are really kind of, mm -hmm. mm. um, and I think once I got out of the inpatient program and then I had to transition to a pretty hardcore outpatient program yeah. that was five days a week. Um, I think that's when it kind of started to hit me okay. that I really, oh yeah, this is a problem. Yeah. And I think it started to really wake me up to the fact that I had been living in such a prison and I, I literally had not been living my life in any capacity for almost two years. Wow. I was just, I lived in fear constantly. Yeah. I, my brain never stopped. I mean, yeah. the exhaustion of trying to calculate right. every morsel. I mean, it's sort of like being in prep, right? Yeah. <laughs> trying to like calculate every single morsel that you are putting in your mouth and then having anxiety Anytime you would have to eat at someone else's house yes. or anytime you had to eat out yep. or if there was a special event coming up and, right. oh my gosh, what if there's cake? Yeah. Um, all of that. Just and, Well, and just for people listening to like, so explain like with your like body shape, like you never were on the brink of being obese. Never. Right. Okay. No, I would always say I would be considered thin. Yeah. Yeah. So this was more so, you know, in terms of, um, with your eating disorder, like anorexia, bulimia, but like you didn't throw up or no bulimia. Okay. So it just was literally, I mean, it was kind of anorexia, orthorexia. Okay. So basically not eating nearly enough, but also over exercising to okay. an insane degree. Okay. Yeah. And, and with that, did you have body dysmorphia and how you saw yourself? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So how did you, can you take us back to remember like a moment? Like, cause I remember like I have specific times where mm -hmm. I can see myself and, and, and know what I saw. Right. But when other people saw, mm -hmm. um, did you have moments like that? 
You mean as far as moments of clarity or more so moments of like, you know, it could be negative or positive, but just where you looked at yourself in the mirror and it was not like you saw something different than what was there. Oh yes. And I think it wasn't so much. I knew looking at myself Mm -hmm. that I was thinner than I probably should be, Mm -hmm. but that felt safe. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, I remember going through these body checks, right. Where you would test to make sure, you know, you still had a thigh gap or you still had, you know, testing like the width of your arm, your, and I just remember going through, it was almost like a OCD checklist every day just to make sure the status quo was still on par. And so I think it wasn't like I looked in the mirror and I thought, oh, she's overweight. Mm -hmm. Like I never, I never had that, but it was the fear of if I don't keep this up. Yeah. What could happen? What could happen? I see. Yeah. But it's just crazy because in my mind to like put myself in those shoes, I'd be like, okay, that that could happen when you've never been there. Like to to have a fear (laughs) that like, right. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of us that struggle with, you know, once being a certain weight or yo-yoing, right. Mm -hmm. It's that fear of going back and in that fear of failure and feel of Mm -hmm. reverse, but it's almost like you, you, you know, didn't have that. And so it's like to sit there, I can't even imagine you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I can like look back at a moment and be like, oh, I don't want to be, you know, or I don't yeah. want to let myself get to that point or when I was injured or whatever, right? Yep. And then to be like f- the fear of the unknown. Correct. Just don't know. And I think that's what makes anore- anorexia such a strange, I mean, it really is a mental health disorder, yeah. 100%. It is a mental illness. Um, it just, there's really no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. There, It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and even now for me, having gone through it and knowing the way that I felt in it, I can still as a person now go, why, why did I do that? Why did I intentionally harm my body, allow my body to literally eat every bit of muscle that I had, you know, and, and I was, and I mean, even when I was in the midst of the worst of it, I was getting my degree in kinesiology with an exercise science emphasis. Like I knew better. I knew how to fuel my body. I mean, my whole, I was going to go into be a PT. Like I was going to keep going. Um, And so, yeah. Yeah. It's wild. You can know better and still. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, and we train people that are doctors and nurses and stuff like that, that are like, you know, they know better, but that they don't feel like they're their healthiest, right? Because they put the others before themselves and Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So... When you were going through all this, was there a relationship you were in? Was it anything like that? Was that harming uh, you, helping you through? Yeah. Like romantically? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no. Okay. Because was there some of that pre? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, and then the way some of that went, um, I think contributed a little bit to just yeah. the start of things. Um, but I would say once I was in the midst of the worst of it, yeah. I don't think a guy wanted to touch me with a 10 foot pole. Mm. You know, I think it just, the, how sick I was yeah. just emanated off of me. Right. And I think there were moments where people were interested and then they saw the extent, right. um, which there was definitely, um, well- no, no, I totally get yeah. that. Cause that's like, even within my deepest, like in the prep, I was sitting here and I was just like, ugh, like, you know what I mean? I was like, 
what would I have? I mean, not to say you have to go, you know, overeat or do these things or go drink or whatever to have a partner or whatever. But I was like, what do I have to offer to somebody? Because it was like, oh, a strict routine of like, I can't even breathe. I can't even go out to have, you know, grilled chicken with you, or I can't, I don't have enough energy to get up off this couch. You have to come sit with me. Like I I really had to sit there and think about the quality of that, Mm -hmm. you know, and to figure out what was that balance and like, how can I just like not let loose, but like find that, you know? Yeah. And I think that was part of it for me too, is I couldn't even build meaningful female relationships, Mm -hmm. uh, during that time, because I think for a lot of them and I get it, it was too hard. It was too hard to watch me continually, like basically slowly kill myself over time. And then to, to spend time with me. It's not like anyone's going to ask me to go out to eat because right. that's going to be stressful. Right. Um, and no one wanted to ask me to work out because they knew I shouldn't be working out any more than yeah. I already was. Um, so it was a really lonely, yeah. such a dark, horrible time. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the one kicker that really kind of got me over that last hump yeah. was realizing oh my gosh, my, my life is so much more full and joyful yeah. and meaningful. Yes. And I can actually pour into other people now instead right. of being so completely self-focused. Yeah. And I think during that time without intending to, just, I was so selfish Yeah, because it was all about what my brain was doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, like I, I know you know, I've seen other, other females go through this type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're and you're exactly right of like, you're not even trying to exile yourself. Like, you know, but it's just, it's just what happens because people feel like they can't ask you. And that's why I, I try to be clear with my best friends and stuff like that. Like, no, please ask me to go do something like, cause I will, I'll retreat mm-hmm. if not. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and so it, it's just like, that's why I was wondering about you know, behind the backstory too of like the partner and things like that. Like, cause your parents never, they never like verbally abused or said anything like. Honestly, to- I grew up in literally the best yeah. home. Like I thought they so, were so because you guys are still really close and, and yep, yeah. Yep. And where do they live? They in live- Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's awesome. And then, and that you guys were able to like get through all of that without any, you know, hard feelings or anything, you know, cause I know, um, that had to have been a hard time. That was from 19 to how old? That was like- so I would say, well, it was kind of really 18. Okay. The worst of it was like 19 mm-hmm. into 20. I would say I really didn't get over, you know, I would say kind of like the final hump till it was kind of 25-ish. Okay. You know, I mean, truly just, I would say there was just still some of that the brain, like yeah. not, maybe not acting on it, but still some of that over-exercising, yep. some of that maybe a little bit too restrictive during certain phases or periods of time. Well, let's, let's like uh, break that down for people listening. What <clears throat> would you say, what did you consider over-exercising? Um, so much cardio. Yeah. <laughs> oh my okay. gosh. Cause somebody, I, mean, I would run and yeah. run and run. And you know, there is, it's, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. tricky because I also back in the day was a distance runner. Yeah. And so I trained for a lot of marathons yeah. um, and really enjoyed it yeah. and found a lot of joy in running with other people. Okay. Um, but I think, especially when it was really bad, mm-hmm. it was the, I'd already gotten my run in that day, Yeah. but 
maybe I ate a little more than I wanted to yeah. at dinner. So it's punishment. So I'd go out at 8.30 p.m. Yeah. in the middle of January and go run stupid 30 minutes yeah. because, oh, I should, you know. Right. I mean, it's dumb. Um, <laughs> it's not dumb. I mean, it's, I, I get it. But I, I think, I, I think the biggest thing for me with the overexercise is there was always somewhat of that focus of what can I do that's going to burn the most calories in the amount yes. of time that I have? Yeah. So it was never about like, I just want to get strong. Right. The intention wanna, was always negative. It was always like a punishment mm -hmm. or, Ooh, I know I've got to go out to eat tomorrow night. So I'm going to do extra mm. something today. Yeah. It was just always this, like it, it was like a pay in, pay out yeah. type um, oh, yeah. mentality with it. System and, yeah. Yep. And so I think that honestly really shifted for me mm -hmm. once I started getting serious about lifting. Okay. When was that? I mean, honestly, after Jack and I got married. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was really, I mean, my brain was better, but I feel like it kind of jumped over that final little hump Yeah. after I had kids. Okay. That to me was such a game changer as far as giving myself grace. Yes. Loving my, like really actually loving my body. Yeah. Not just saying like, oh, carry yeah. the Yeah. Um, but seeing what it could do. Right. Watching the, the things that it had been through. I yeah. mean, and some of it because of my eating disorder, there's a lot of stuff I still deal with because of that. Okay. Um, but being able to, yeah, see what it could do. And then just focusing on, like growing a human and keeping a human alive yeah. and like, and then just, I think being grateful, um, yeah. for even with all of the things that I had to work through that I could still come you, out stronger. Well, yeah. And that you and, were able to have kids and that you were able to, oh like gosh, physically. that's a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so did you have to have any type of treatments or anything to help or was it? No, okay. it was. And I was actually told in my, I was 20, I'd gone to a gynecologist and she said, your uterus is the uterus of a menopausal woman. Mm, yeah. And which that was pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, she, I said, well, does that mean I can never have kids? And she said, I don't know. Yeah. But you certainly can't right now. Right. Unless you start to fix some things. And, um, I <laughs> got pregnant with both of my boys less than a month after trying. Wow. Okay. Which I, honestly, I think is a miracle. So well, how itself. old were you? So like, so, cause you've gotten through to, you know, the, the main part of the eating disorder where mm -hmm. you're kind of coming over the head, you know, hill of that with being 25. And then you met Jack when? So we met in, I would say, yeah, 24, 25. Okay. Um, that's kind of when I moved to Nashville. Okay. And then he and I met that next year. Okay. Uh, when I was 26. Okay. And then, um, married at 27. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And then had kids at 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Wow. I mean, so you did, I mean, so you had a few years to, I mean, like three years or so meeting him, like strength training, kind of getting into more healthier routine mm -hmm. regimens like that. Like mm -hmm. when y'all married, you know, was it, was he a trainer at the time? Was he? Yeah. yeah was, okay. So yeah. he was, okay. The current location was there. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. So he's running his business, doing all that, but he lived in a healthy lifestyle. So you have that support in that, mm -hmm. you know, was he, um, you know, when you, I guess like, cause he was your 
you dated somebody in between that, right? Like from when you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And had all that go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you ever have a situation where you had like explained it to him and you were just like, this is something I battle with still? Like it's in the back of my mind. Yeah. Okay. And then what, what was his kind of take on everything? Honestly, he was the first guy I'd have ever dated Jack. Yeah. Who actually got it. Mm. And I don't know if it, if it's just him, you know, being in the fitness industry right. and kind of understanding, but he was the first one that heard me mm -hmm. who understood it and also knew how to get me out of my head. Uh, I love that. And because that was the biggest thing I would have these, you know, and we're girls, like we can yeah. sometimes still have those things yep. that just swirl. And if I can just voice them and he would always be so matter of fact, yeah, which is, yeah. Yeah. Which is good <laughs> and bad. But Logical. Yes, yeah. But also it would be just, it was the exact thing yeah. where he would give me a reality check. Yeah. Tell me the truth. Tell me what's actually truth. Right. Versus what's spinning in my head. Yeah. And it was all I needed just to be able to voice well, it, have him hear, understand, mm -hmm. and then say, okay, but then let's actually think about what's true yes. in this situation. And I love that because there are so many times where I literally was like, I could, I could feel myself going crazy, but mm -hmm. I had to literally be like, sh like I had to talk negatively to myself and be like, I was like, shut the heck up. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not real. Yes. Like, that's not real. Yep. Stop the nonsense. Like I had to literally say that. But, but again, it was because I had practiced dealing with stuff so much on my own back mm -hmm. in college and same, same type of things when my body dysmorphia and things were heightened right. that I was like, literally get over yourself. Like I had to say mm -hmm. that multiple times throughout the preps and stuff just to be like, it is okay. But to, if I could have had someone, like, it, it was almost like, like to lean into that support, you know, mm -hmm. because like that was where um, China and a couple of other girls who've been on the podcast, I had reached out to them, you know, and they were great and they were kind of that safe haven, but it was like through Instagram or sometimes I could call on the phone, whatever. But like, I know that that had to have just been such a huge help huge. just to hear that. Cause sometimes it is, it's just like, you, you don't need a slap in the face, but you need like a, you know what I mean? Just like that, like a hard line of like, no, this is false. Correct. <laughs> With the holidays right around the corner, if you know anybody going through eating disorders, body dysmorphia, any challenges, please feel free to share this episode with them. Uh, we want this to be a safe haven. We want people to reach out with any questions. Um, and uh, we just want to be able to support you throughout your mission and throughout your journey as well. And uh, guys, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it with a friend. Um, and uh, give it to you all. And we're always looking for more sponsors for the Love Your Body podcast for this next 2024 season. Um, so if you are someone interested, please feel free to reach out to Danny at dandyfitness.com and we'll send you over a proposal. Hey, and if you guys are in... You're can, can, can we do that, right? You're good, you're good. Um, we'd also love you guys to come check out Next Level Fitness. Uh, we're located right on Church Street um, and have a great crew of personal trainers. We've got about 20 different trainers with all different styles, um, whatever your goals are, uh, whether it's me or one of our other awesome male or female trainers, we'd love to see you there. As we're talking about, you know, yeah, all the serious stuff, right? You know, and all the the challenges. I do just want to say, like, I'm having a great Love Your Body Day. I don't know for anybody that's watching. I mean, I just have my protein shake. I got my, <laughs> my almonds, my strawberries. Like, I'm feeling good, fueled. I feel strong. Like, you know, and I, I know I've asked you this before and everything, but, you know, as you've come to move fit and as you've, you know, started to love yourself more, like, you know, is there any... Um, you know, strength goals you have right now, any aesthetic goals, any like anything going on that you're training for? Aesthetic goals. 
Yeah. I do. What you got? Their strength, strength goals. Okay. So, um, I'm going to give a tiny short mm. backstory. I'll try to make it super short, but You're then, fine. so, um, post eating disorder, mm-hmm. I got, um, perineal nerve dysfunction in oh, my yeah. left quad. Okay. So basically I, my body just continued to eat itself to, to oh such an extent gosh. that it started to eat the sheath around that nerve. Mm. So basically this left quad's numb always. Okay. Just we has, have that in, qua- we yeah, have that in common. Like, yeah. Wow. It's been numb for 20 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it doesn't fire very well. Right. Um, and then I had, um, my second son, Ethan, he mm. was huge. He okay. got stuck coming out, oh. we came out, everything was okay, <laughs> but it really messed up my hip. Yeah. Um, and after a long time with PT and all that kind of stuff, um, figured out it was probably a torn hip labrum. Okay. Um, so kind of have a lot going on with that whole left side yeah. of my body. There was a lot of instability in my hips. I would have to take huge chunks of time off yeah. when it would flare up. And Jeez. it's just, it's something I'll just kind of deal with. There's yeah. things I probably will never be able to do well Okay. in the gym. And that, like, I don't think I'll ever do a pistol squat on that side. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> it's not the end of the world. But like, I've one. recently, and um, so really struggled with anything with a bar. Okay. Barbell squats, um, straight bar deadlifts, anything like that was really difficult just okay. with the mobility in my hips. I see. And, um, just, I didn't have the stability to kind of yeah, keep the correct form before I felt like it was going to right. fail on me. Um, recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, the, um, I, uh, sorry, so this, no, you're good. So no, this, so, so this came anyway. from your eating disorder. And so then mm-hmm. they exacerbated because of after having Ethan, and so, mm-hmm. so you, with straight bar and stuff, I, I get that. So I, I do see, I, I do remember seeing you a lot with dumbbells doing like your RDLs and doing everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. And then I'm, and then I did okay with a trap bar. Okay. Yeah. Um, but still had to be really careful. So basically I could never really push, push, push the weight to the, okay. to the level I wanted to without feeling like I was either going to get really injured or something was going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently have been PRing on my low bar squats. Hey, okay, okay. And awesome. um, straight bar deadlifts have also it. been. So I have my I have some goals with both of those. Okay, I let's mean, hear them. Well, I just <laughs> so I want to. I mean, they're. They're not that big. That's okay. They're pretty low. You're a strong woman, so these are low. (laughs) There's no comparison. We're not even doing that. But I really want to be able to back squat. Like, um, it's not that much, but like I'm at 155 right now. That's awesome. With my barbell back squat, and I would like to at some point be able to squat 200. Yeah. And I would like to be able to deadlift anywhere from 225 to 250. Okay. I love that. And and here, and for everyone listening too, like, here's the thing. You can't look at numbers. I think some people do that on social media, especially where they look at numbers and they're like, oh, well, their numbers are better than mine or this or whatever, the greater numbers. But if you look at your percentage of like your muscle mass and your body weight, Mm -hmm. because you don't mind sharing what's your body weight right now? Probably around 140 to 145. Okay. So again, over body weight, Mm -hmm. being able to back squat. That's why I always tell 
my girls as a marker. Like even just being able to back sweat your body weight mm-hmm. is great. That's a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and with good form and everything. Right. And then to, you know, add 50 plus pounds to that. I mean, yep. that's awesome. Yep. I love that. So I haven't tried any one rep maxes okay. cause it still makes me too nervous, but okay. like my one rep max is like the five rep range. Like okay. if I can, you know, if I can pull this five times, yes. if I can squat this five times yep. and then we'll just kind of keep gradually progressing and yeah. I love if it. I have a spotter, maybe we'll try, but we'll see. Yes. I have all the people yeah. at the gym. Come on. Right. Like, come on. You can always come to but I think, and I think that's, and honestly, I, as far as aesthetic goes, um, I mean, I'm 40 now. And so I think I just, my goal is to just maintain as much muscle mass as I can. Yeah. Um, feel good, move well. Right. Um, and I mean, I feel like those are kind of some, I mean, of course we all have aesthetic goals. I'd like to keep my abs as long as I possibly can and all of that kind of thing. But I think just being able to figure out the right balance where I'm not getting injured. I'm moving well. I'm still enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying my life and I have the energy to run around with my kids after it's all said and done. For sure. So I I love that. And for moms listening, you know, everyone that you probably talked to, I mean, and I want to know what your opinion, like, so like, how do you look at this? Because I have different school thought, I feel like sometimes, um, because again, I'm not married and I don't have kids. So when you are with your partner, like who, how do you, I guess how, this is how I say it. I'll do it. The example, I look at it as God's first, the partner is second, the child is third. Is that, is that how you look at it? I agree. Okay. Yeah. I thought you kind of had similar, you know, but I just, I didn't know. Cause again, someone listening to this is probably like, whoa, 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 whoa. The kid is first. The kid is everything. The kid is all things. And again, I don't have children. So that's why I wanted to hear from Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. How do you, for them listening, how do you say, you know, and also hold on. Well, actually let's put this, put this in here too. So God, yourself, your partner, and then your child. (laughs) <laughs> I, I totally I know, took myself well, out of it. I know. Well, I think it's, I think you get married, mm-hmm. you and your partner are supposed to be one. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> at the same level that you meet and love and care for your partner, you need to also for be yourself. meeting and loving and caring for yourself in that same way. Or you can't show up for your partner in the way that you need to. Beautifully said. Yes. There's just no way around it. Yeah. And if you're not putting God first, yeah. You know, if you, if you are a believer, Mm -hmm. like there is no way that the other two things are ever going to work the way you need them to work. For sure. They're just not. So, but I do think it's really important for parents to remember, and I've seen it happen over and over again where that ratio gets skewed and then that, that kid or kids, whatever comes first. And then that husband or wife gets moved down the totem pole and that's where things go yeah, I think truly awry because the kids then become the center of your universe. Yeah, your entire life revolves around them. Yeah, your partner feels left to the wayside. Right. You start to forget the the reasons that you fell in love in the first place. Yeah, and then what happens when once again those kids move on yeah. with their and lives? You're, you're empty with- nesters, and mm-hmm. you don't know each other anymore. Right, and you don't have any kind of connection or yeah even don't even probably like each other anymore at that point. And that right. I think is just a devastating yeah. um, way a lot of relationships end up. So did you and Jack, were y'all always on the same page with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And y'all been married for how long? Well, let's see, 13 and a half. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Cause like I said, I just, you know, again, it, I guess then you could also say though, how do you deal with, you know, a broken family? Yeah. Right. So like, how would, how would you, if you want to give some advice, yeah. be, be like presented, like, how would you look at that? Would it still be the same? Or cause if that person that you're with ha- already have a child, mm-hmm. then how do you say like, oh yeah, this person that's been in your life for much longer, that's your own blood is now second to that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like I, that, to be honest, that, that dynamic, uh-huh. I don't know what I would do. I really yeah. don't because let's just say for instance, something happened to Jack mm-hmm. And I was left as a single mom with two young boys and years down the road, let's say I got remarried, who then is the priority there? And that I do not have an answer to, but I, you know, I think anyone coming into a relationship like that would have to understand like for a minute, like I'm going to have to take second place here. Yeah. And, you know, as like the relationship grows and develops and all of that, like there can Mm. be more of a balance that comes into that. But to be, yeah, to be truly honest, like if the kids are there first, right. And then someone else joins the party, it is. (laughs) Joins the party. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it would just ask that's him, what asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that it's a really difficult position yeah. for all parties involved. For sure. Like that's it's yeah. just it's hard and I to be honest I don't have the right answer for that. Yeah. Because I don't know I don't know what I would do. No, and I and I get it too. And I think that um I think that every you know, it's case by case, right? Mm-hmm. And and everyone's different. And there's different situations because there's people who've been widowed. There's people, you know, yeah. there's different, you know, situations and things like that. But um, but I definitely think that the the partners have to come to together as that unit mm-hmm. always, you know, and that if they don't, then it's just going to be a constant like, okay, well, you're just a this side this side part. You never fully feel immersed in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but no, I definitely love that you guys have that strong dynamic. I think that's important. I think that's why the business has been successful. I think that's why you've had a lot of, um, uh, even though you've gone through personally so many, um, trials and tribulations, I feel like you have been blessed, um, which has been awesome to be a be a part of, to see, to watch and everything. And just to see like you representing, um, overcoming and being a strong woman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you... Or, you know, or kind of looking at like, I don't know, with social media and things like that right now, what has been your, what has been a way that you, I guess, well, actually, hold on, I want to talk about this first because you bake a lot and I, and, and I can't wait because I'm going to have those, those protein uh, muffins and stuff like that. But, you know, as we're getting into the holidays and stuff like that, you know, I'm, I'm sure you make the food for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that not trigger you ever? Does that not, was that some, was that a way to like kind of cope with things before? Like, I mean, how, how does that? I feel like that has also evolved over time okay. because it was, I think a way that I coped with food is mm-hmm. I made food for everyone, Right. but I would make it and I would give it away and I would yes. make it and I would give it away. That was just, I... But I think there was, there was a part of me where it was very unhealthy. And then there was other part of me that was very nurturing and it just made me so happy to make people happy through food. Okay. Like that. And it's still to this day. I love 
that. Yes. I love to do that. I love to host people at my house. Yeah. I love to bring people food. Yeah. I love to feed people. Yeah. I'll bring food to the gym. Um, but I think that was a part of my healing. Yeah. Is because I did love trying new recipes. I loved seeing, and I think it took that fear just being mm. s- surrounded by it yeah. and constantly. I mean, you, you know, it's like if you're an alcoholic, you just take alcohol out of your life. Mm-hmm. If you have an eating disorder, you're, you still have to eat every single day. Yeah. You can't you just are, cut it out. You can't cut it out. Like it's yeah. just, it's constantly in your face. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a really healing way for me to kind of lose some of those hangups. Yeah. Um, you know, initially I think there were ways I'd try to recreate something as low calorie as possible, yes. right. Or yeah. to make it healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still, I'll still constantly tweak recipes yeah. to make them healthier just because I knew a, my kids don't need that much sugar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're good. Yeah. They're um, <laughs> but also I know if I eat this, I'm still going to get full 100% satisfaction out of it. Yeah. And I'm not going to feel terrible yes. once I'm done eating it. For sure. Because I've had a lot of gut health issues yeah. um, over the last few years and stuff too. Right. So, um, but I would say holidays when I was in the thick of it were excruciating. Okay. They were, that it's probably what was the catalyst to my parents saying, you have to go get evaluated was Christmas that year. Yeah. I mean, my dad woke up one morning. I got up before everybody was awake. It was still dark out. Mm -hmm. Mind you, we're in Minnesota. Right. So it's cold Cold. and it's snowy. And I went out for a run thinking I could go run, be back before anybody was awake. Oh, wow. They woke up. They realized I'd been gone for a really long time. And he came looking for me, terrified that I was dead in a ditch Mm. somewhere. Um, I mean, I was gone for probably two hours Yeah, in the snow running because it was Christmas and I knew there was going to be caramel rolls and egg dish that I'd have to eat. Right. Um, so yes, then horrible. Now I love holidays. Okay. I love it so much. They make me so happy. Um, I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, it's come full circle. Yeah. Completely for me. That's awesome. Um, I'm so glad that it has. Cause like, you know, I think that, um, I mean, I think that it's something that like, it'll always, I mean, do you think that it'll always kind of be in the back of your brain, but, but it's like something that you feel like you really just have such a good handle on that. It's like, it just dissipates like less and less. So there's somebody like listening, maybe feeling like they're like oh. in the thick of it, like that they're not going to get to that point. Like, yes. So y- yes. So I, I mean, I will say I always call it like that eating disorder, a voice that likes to just, yeah, it will still pop in on occasion. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Uh, but it gets so much quieter. Yeah. As time goes on. Yeah. And it, and it, and it almost becomes just like a little whisper that Mm -hmm. you're like, that's ridiculous. And it's gone. I love that. Okay. Um, that's so, yeah, I think there's always going to be a little bit of that. There's, you know, there's yeah, moments where I'm going to go through some body dysmorphia. Yeah. Sure. You yeah. know, um, there's going to be moments where like a fleeting thought will come in, mm-hmm. but it goes away so quickly and there's yeah. no action 
tied to it. And I think that's the key is it, there's nothing right. that about my life that changes yeah. because that thought kind of came in, yep. came out. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And the thing is too, is that you had to take action to like get past this. It wasn't just something that just happened or you went to the treatment and then everything was better or whatever. Like you literally had to work at it every day. And you have to make the choice and yeah. you have to want to make the choice. Right. It's like, if you have a friend again, that's an alcoholic. Yes. They have to want to yeah. get clean. They have to want it. And that was the thing with me. I didn't want it yeah. for a while. I was like, I don't really want to get better because I kind of like to be right this way. Yeah. And so it didn't get, it wasn't, an, I, I always tell people, unfortunately, which it's, it's hard to stomach, but sometimes you have to let people hit the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Before they're ready to actually change. Oh, hundred percent. I think a lot of the theme of most of the women that have been on this podcast is that we all have got to that point where our, and our, everybody's lows are different, mm-hmm. right? Yours is running, you know, in Minnesota in the freezing cold, you know, um, on Christmas. Yeah. Um, mine was sitting eating a freaking big ass, what was it? Uh, calzone. At, a, at like 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, you know what I mean? In mm-hmm. college. And I was just like, well, yeah, what yeah. am I doing? What am I doing? What am, like literally, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, stop the nonsense. Like, and um, look, this is a medium pizza folded in two. Um, you know, like it was just like bizarre. Um, but, but really though, it was just, you know, that constant of like hating that I couldn't recognize who was in the mirror, you know, mm-hmm. and seeing that. And, and even like when, um, going through the prep and stuff, like there'd be times where I'm like, I'm just not lean up and not this and that, whatever. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't even recognize myself in the mirror. So like, it was such a mind shift out throughout all of it of, you know, you get down, you get down, you get down, you get down, and then having to put weight back on and almost feel like a failure. And mm-hmm. it's just so many things, you know, to that, um, and I know that some girls had talked to me and they were like, had told me that they had had previous, you know, eating disorders, whatever, but like, um, that that's why they would never want to do a show and stuff like that. And I'm like, it can happen to anybody, you know, or like with any, any issues or anything, you know, you have going on as a female, it's just cause I feel like a lot of us deal with all of that stuff in some respect, you know? Oh yeah. Like what, and that might not be to that severity. Right. But you know, I mean, like I've thrown up my food before, like I've gotten sick, you know, and, and sometimes purposely, sometimes not. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, I don't know. And so it's just, it's so hard because I feel like with the pressure of social media and everything with the whole comparison, right? Like I didn't really have it with comparing to other people. It was just mainly to myself. Mm -hmm. But when you like, when you're truly asking yourself, do you find yourself ever comparing to like other women or other younger or moms or anybody like that? Or is it really just looking at yourself being like, okay, like I just have to be my best. Like what, what does that look like currently? <laughs> Depends on the day. I was about to say, yeah, what is yeah like- for sure. And it, I mean, some days I can be fully 100% in that mm-hmm. love your body. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, what I can do. It's it's about what my body can do, not about what my body can do compared to her body. Yeah. All, you know, or what my body looks like compared to her body. Yeah. But again, like I said, yeah. We're flawed. Right. That's still going to come in some that um and so, yeah, sometimes that comparison game can yeah. be a slippery slope. Yeah. And I think there's times social media messes with you. 
uh, which sometimes I just hate Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, but I, th- yeah, I think it's just sometimes too, when those thoughts pop up, having that person in your life yep. that can be your reality check Yeah, and just say, stop. Coach, you- support, you know, family or whoever Friend, you can partner, find. Yes. Yep. Whatever. And the other thing too is what I do, and I don't know if you've ever done this, but like, and you kind of alluded to it about like with your body, about appreciating what it can do for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I either look back at a time that was hard for me where it was like, okay, this workout might be hard, but like, I remember when I couldn't move. Right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So putting that in perspective, or when I look at a girl and I'm like, wow, like she just naturally has a great physique and she looks like a model just because I'll take it back and say to myself, well, again, like I, I like, it doesn't matter that she does because I know what I have to bring to the table. And like, mm-hmm. I know that I can lift heavier. I know that I can do this, or I know that I can do that. I've like, and again, like trying to find fulfillment within myself mm-hmm. so that that doesn't get to me. And I'm not going to lie. Like it, it was very challenging. Um, you know, there in the prep with everything going on and stuff and like being around, um, certain bodies, mm-hmm. you know, within the gym. And uh, that was very hard because I felt like I was combating so many things at one time, right? I'm trying to represent strong women, trying to represent loving myself, trying to do something that I had never done really before, right? Like to continue with this, you know, bodybuilding of something that, you know, was put that, um, that I never would have thought that I would be able to do. Then to also, still be the symbol of like strength with like the guys, but then also like protect my clients from feeling, you know, um, less than, or feel like they can feel safe in their space. Like there were so many things. And then people continually asking about my food and stuff like that. It's like, I couldn't even breathe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was like, again, it was all heightened because of the prep, but that right there, that mental game was horrible. That was such a horrible space. Mm-hmm. And it was no one's fault. It was nothing that anyone did. There was no, you know, there's no specific like thing. Mm-hmm. It was just like I could not deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that where it really came down to was I was like, I'm working so hard. And I feel like a lot of people might feel like this, where they like, they're like, they're doing everything quote unquote right but they're still getting shit on or they're still not enough or they're still don't look the way or they still don't, you know, it's like, it's, and so it's almost like, you know, what I had to come to realization to a long time ago was that like, you know, I will never be the, uh, what's it called? Like I, I will always either piss somebody off by the way I look like have somebody be jealous of the way I look and be frustrated with it. Like there's always, like, I can't control other people's stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And like, even with Instagram, like with them banning my stuff all the time, you know, it's like, no matter how small I get, no matter how big I get, it always seems to be that it's never enough. So I have to be enough with what it is, right? Yeah. Like I have to be good with what it is. And uh, that was something that was like, when you get to your bottom and your lowest at the prep, just energy and everything like that, you're just like, geez, like I can't even... Like, I don't know. Does that make any sense? I've got nothing left. Yeah. Like I have Mm -hmm. nothing left. Like into where you almost get to a good point where you're like, I can't even care. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it was like stuff was getting banned on social media. I was like, well, all right. Like. That's the way it is. Yeah. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. But it's just like, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's so hard because it's like every aspect I think where I've almost like, where God sees me trying to find validation from other things beside myself. 
it, he's like, nah, not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Because like, mm-hmm. I can't have that because you have to have it. You have to find it. You have to get it and create it within because uh, it's the only way that you're going to survive like in this or you're just going to be miserable comparing yourself to everyone around oh you. And especially you know, for myself, kind of being the old lady in the gym, like, I know, like <laughs> as you look like the youngest one, I mean, seriously, no, but it's, it's, it can be a mind game for me too, yeah. where I'm like, okay. And then you just have to, like you said, you have to a remember what your body has been through, what yeah. your body can now do yes. the, the hurdles that you've overcome. And I, I even one day just sporadically put a, an Instagram post up about it. And I was like, you know what? Like, you've like, you know, 20 years ago, you almost died because you were starving to death. Yeah. Like, but look what, look what you can do now. You know, um, seven years ago, right after my son was born, I was told you're probably never going to run again. Mm. And, you know, lifting was excruciating. I couldn't, you know, and I was like, look what I can do now. Yeah. You know, I, um, I had meningitis, Mm. you know, and my health was horrible. I mean, I just tanked for years, um, after my first son was born and, um, it was, what's that? Meningitis. Meningitis. It's, um, so basically it's like a, it's a infection in your, basically your spinal cord. cord. Yeah. So thankfully mine was viral. So, um, it was less dangerous, but it was, it took me out. I was so sick and it took me out. I was almost incapable of really functioning well for about a month. And then um, it was years of just kind of continual immune system stuff. But I think all that to say, um, you you have to just own your own stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that's cliche, but that whole comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. Is so true. Yeah. And it can be very true, especially in the fitness world. Well, and like news alert, like some people do have it easier. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like some people do have it easier. Like, and I think that it is, you know, it's one of those things where like, again, it's not to compare. It's just like, uh, like I've always just wanted like people to understand like the mission and understand that like, that this is so much bigger than just looking a certain way. You know what I mean? That this is what I want it to be is to change how we view each other, how we see each other, and that that body can be just as beautiful as that body can be just as beautiful as that body, but in their own ways. And so many times we're still getting put in our face that like, no, this size is good. That size is bad. This hair color is good. This hair color is bad. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. still trying to be put in these boxes as women. And as women, like we have to take that stand to be like, no, like we can celebrate everyone's bodies. We can celebrate other, you know, and find beauty within each other. And, uh, and, you know, and when I've seen you, I have never once and no one has ever once, you know, looked at you and said to me, the old lady in the gym, like not, no words have ever been at, like uttered that at all. Like, it's always like, damn, look at those abs. Like, they're like, oh, she's a mom, like pop off. Like literally like all the comments, like, and I know that again, it's irrelevant if you don't see it for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like on days like that, you know, that's why I try to always remind myself of like positive self-talk and just to look back at things. And that's why I video my workouts. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, put those things up there because when I don't feel like getting out of bed, I watch my stories. I'm like, 
man, you were crushing it yesterday. Like, you know, we're like, man, like that back though, or like looking at all those things. And it, you know, and it's so funny because I find myself now, I don't even look at when I was my leanest on stage and be like, like, yes, I looked pretty and like whatever, but I'm, I'm not like, that's not what I'm looking at is that was my ultimate happiness. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, oh, me heavier, quote unquote, but like, look at how much more ripped or strong or whatever. That's why like weight is so irrelevant. And then we all get so caught up in all this stuff where it's just like, until we truly change the mindset, like nothing is actually going to change. Mm-hmm. And, but we have to speak about it. We have to talk about it. It it, it can't be this constant, you know, SKI-NNY, like, you know, nonsense of, no, we want to be strong, capable women, not just existing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, at least, at least at next level, yeah. I feel like there's such a better shift into what, what can we, like, what strength can we build? What can your body do? Yes. Like those are like the two main focuses I feel like for all of my female clients. Yeah. Sure. Do some of them have some like, Hey, I'd love my booty to get a little bit. For sure. You and know, those are fine whatever, too. Great. Aesthetic goals are great but too. But I feel like they're all on a good path of, yes. I just want to feel better. I want to be healthier. I want to move better. And I want to be strong. But, Mel- but that's because you are putting that energy out there. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't and know I think you- as a female trainer, mm-hmm. it is essential yeah. that we are giving our clients the right message. Yes. So 90% of my female clients, um, when, when they come to me, um, there's been a few that have come in. I really want to, you know, want to track macros. I want to do this. I want to really, and I, and I really make sure mm-hmm. mentally that that's going to be a good thing for them. Yes. Cause I, I said, we can do that and I'm happy to help you with that. But a, I'm not a dietitian. I will not tell you right. what to eat. Mm-hmm. I will give you good ranges yeah. of where your macros should lie based on your goals. Um, I will not give you specifics cause right. that is not my job, yep. but, um, but there are very, very few mm-hmm. that I think can do that effectively without it becoming an all consuming obsessive problem. Yes. And so what I tell them is I said, let's, let's focus on strength. Yeah. Let's focus on form. Let's focus on just teaching you how to move your body in the way that it can. Yeah. And let's get you as strong as you possibly can. And right. I think a lot of those goals that you have for yourself yes. are going to fall in line. Sure, we can talk about nutrition. I can help you make right. better decisions. We can talk about other aspects of your life that mm-hmm. we can make some adjustments and help. But I think um, taking that whole, like, let's, you know, like I, I don't even like to talk about weight loss, to be honest, for with sure. my clients at all. Yeah, I'm like, let's just talk about strength goals yeah. And let's see where it leads us. Exactly. Um, and no, and because again, you're building muscle, like you're losing body fat. Like it will all come together if you trust the process. Mm-hmm. And and that is key. And that's where too, like, I get it. Like it would be like, I liked with the prep and stuff like that, like being told what to eat, things like that, right? But it is just a Band-Aid if you are someone who needs to learn how to eat Right. For your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is, 
because then that's why you see a lot of girls go the opposite way after a show because they, they have no idea now. They don't know what to eat. They don't know how to do things, right? It's the same thing with a client. If they work with you and you give them this plan and they follow it for six weeks and they lose weight and then like, you know, whatever, and they come back or they like stop using you and they put all their weight back on, then they're upset. It's like, again, it wasn't a realistic, healthy lifestyle change. And the thing is, is that what I love about seeing you do and a couple of the others um, over there at Next Level, like is, you know, there's such an influx of women who just look great that have become influencers, trainers online, things like that. And then like my friends, cause I don't train my, you know, my friends, they'll be like, Oh yeah, I, t- I did this one plan, but like, it didn't really make sense. They gave me a food plan and it, it didn't really work for me. And then like the workouts and, you know, I'm like, yeah, cause you didn't, one, you didn't have support, <laughs> right? Yeah. True support, real support. You just bought a plan. Second, you know, this person looks great, but again, you're just idolizing wanting to look like them. And that's the thing is like, you can say like, oh, Danny, like I'd love to have like shoulders like you or your back or whatever. That's cool. But like, I don't want any of my clients ever want to look like me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want them to look like themselves, like look like their best self. Yeah. And that's how I think that so many times people are are trying to look like their trainer. And, mm-hmm. I, and I can't stand that. You know, I don't know if you've dealt with that or if anybody's ever said that to you, but like. I mean, I've definitely had clients that have come, well, yeah. how do I look like you? What right. do I do to look like you? Right. I'm like, well, no, you just need to be you. Yeah. We can help you become the best you yes. possible. Yes. But you should never want to be me. Right. And also that it's just, again, it's not realistic. Like it's, it's so... I think that was my biggest thing, realization in college when I started my healthy lifestyle journey was someone was like, well, who, you know, let's make a Pinterest board of like who you want to look like or who you want to be. And I was like, I don't, I don't have anyone. Like there was no actress. There was no whatever that I was like, cause if, if anything, if I looked at them, I was like, well, they're five, four, I'm five, eight. You know, I was like, I can't shrink, you know, or like they're small petite. I'm not, never going to be those bones. Like I'm going to weigh more. Like it's just, again, but again, that's being like thinking realistically about it. Yeah. I think so many times we get so warped about, no, 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 I can, I, I can, I can become five, four. And it's like, <laughs> no, actually you can't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so I get it like dreaming big and things like that, but on some level we have to be realistic about it. Mm-hmm. And that is what I want people to really just like sit with and to, and to look at that and say like, what, when they're looking at their life and their healthy lifestyle goals and things like that, like, how do we, you know, keep it real and keep it as, um, structure to our routines and our regimen as possible yep. and just feel like our best self. Yep. But, um, but yeah, so I did want to ask you, you know, so in terms of, um, like moving forward with, with things, uh, with your goals and stuff like that, you know, is there any advice? Like when you're really kind of reflecting on everything, cause I, I went to the, you guys threw a party for me mm-hmm. and it was this very sweet going away party, which was awesome. Um, cause now I'm training exclusively with the LYB and, uh, you know, and that was really special and I actually had to eat the food, you know, and yeah, that was really know, nice. That was nice. <laughs> that was nice. Um, and, uh, cause every time it just lined up, I would never be able to have your, your treats and all your stuff. And it was so good. Um, but like, is, is there, I guess, is there anything that you would have told, like when you're reflecting on all that? Cause like your house, you know, you've done a lot of the updates with it. It looks beautiful. Your kids are doing great. Your husband's doing great. Like, is there anything that you would have told your younger self that you wish that you could have said to her and been like, it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. cause I'm sure there was a time where you're just like, is there anything to look forward to? Like, you know, right. Like, is there anything beyond yeah. this? Right. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, I think the biggest thing. And if my younger self would have listened, I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I think just like everything 
that you have dreamed of Mm -hmm. since you were a little girl, you're still going to get that. Yeah. Like, it's going to make me cry. Um, Because, I mean, there was a point I thought, I'm never going to have kids. And then I felt like my brain was too messed up to ever get into a real relationship and have a man actually love me for me. I was like, I am, I'm a mess. Like, no one's going to want this. Um, And... So I think there were, there were, and there was a lot of dark moments too, where I felt like this is it for me. I'm never going to work out again. And then when my health was in decline, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be well again. You know, and just all these little moments of darkness, um, where I felt like there was, it was so hopeless. I mean, I always knew there was hope, of course, like, um, I have Christ, like I always have hope, but there's things and dreams that you have for yourself, um, that, there are times where you feel like that's, that's not in the cards for me. Yeah. And little bit by little bit. And I will say patience, like be mm-hmm. so patient and also, you know, just really like being more, um, self-aware back then I think would have been helpful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just hang on yeah. to that hope because it's all still possible and it's, it's all still out there for you. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, and it's just real. And it's, uh, I just feel like so many people don't open up about it and they need to, and they need to talk to someone. And, you know, again, it doesn't have to be this, you know, I don't know, like this whole thing. Like it could just be like simply reach out to somebody. That honestly, that is probably one of the biggest things that I would say, whether you're going through something like an eating Mm -hmm. disorder or whatever it might be, to be honest, literally speak it. Yeah. When you voice that and you speak it, it loses its power. Mm -hmm. I mean, that could be just, you know, the crazy thoughts that sometimes swirl into our brains or, you know, you're obsessing about, something with food that you know you shouldn't be or something about your body or exercise or a relationship, right? Literally speak it to someone that you know will love you well through it. Um, obviously make sure it's a safe, safe person, but literally speak that. And I feel like that thought or that feeling, it loses that power over you. Yeah. Um, and for me, that was one of the most powerful things was speaking what I was feeling and having someone there to say that is not truth. That yeah. is not reality. Let's talk about what is. I love that. Cause yeah. I, I do think that some people look at it as like, okay, if you're a strong independent woman or whatever, that you have to do this on your own. You no. have to be able to like oh my gosh, come no. out from it or whatever. And I, I, you know, I've, I've gone through that time and time again, or that like someone's not going to understand, or they're going to take off my goals or whatever. Right. Um, but the more that I've opened up, the more that I've reached out to others, the better I've done. And the more the knowledge I've gained and, you know, and so it's just like, it really does take a team. And, um, and, you know, and like with holidays, I know a lot of people are stressing out because of, you know, what foods are they going to eat or what's going to be prepared or what's going to, you know, what's going to be there or whatever. So, you know, my biggest things and my biggest takeaways I tell people is one, it does not matter. Like if you are in a prep during holidays, like one that sucks and I'm sorry. So like have fun with that, but you can, you don't have to explain yourself to anybody. And also if you are going through something or, or whatever, like just being mindful and taking a beat, you know, you don't have to rush to eat all the food. You can come back to it. Like, you, like something that my therapist told me was that has helped me is like, she says, um, you have all the time you need. Mm-hmm. 
So when I start to get all frantic or sort of whatever, I'm like, no, no, you have all the time you need. Like stop rushing yourself because there's times where I'm like, I have to get this done and then I got to do it here and I got to do it there and I got to do this. And, then, and I'm like, no, no, you have all the time you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I just take it one thing at a time. And, and then so, and with me, it, it became a, a fearful thing with the food of like, there's never going to be enough or I'm not going to get enough or like, because like, I only had a certain amount of hours to eat mm-hmm. that refeed or that whatever. And it was just so toxic and so frustrating because I had felt that when I originally first started my journey, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, or even before that or whatever, when I was younger of like, we well, got to go have the food or you got to, you know, go away into your co- corner and eat by yourself. And like, I'm, I'm just now getting to the point where like, that I feel okay to eat in front of people again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that was what was special. But the other night was like, okay, it's okay to have whatever. And, and at first I, I kind of was like, Mm, maybe because, you know, you had the awesome, it was like tacos and like whatever and stuff like that. And just to be real, I was like, you know, sitting there with literally only small bodies, you know what I mean? And we're, we're sitting there and I was just like, I don't fucking care. Like, I know it's like <laughs> language, but I was like, I'm going to eat this food. Like, I haven't been able to do that. Like, you know, because yeah. with everything and, um, and I'm just going to enjoy it. It was so great. And I loved it, you know, and there was no judgment. No one was judging me. There was nothing or whatever. And even if they were like, who cares? Cause like I enjoyed it. Right. But so I think that so many times we get into these tunnel visions where we think that either someone is watching or someone is critiquing or someone is whatever. And, and, and there was someone that did say something thing but about like with like when I was snacking about something and I, and I was just like nah man like it's straight like I'm having whatever I want because I'm good with it now right yeah but you know before like I, I could understand where you know when something like that might have happened it might have set me off right in a prep because right. of stuff and but again I, I hate that like I hate that as women we feel like we have to explain ourselves or well I'm having these chips because I allotted them and and and, and you know whatever and it's like whoa like no one asked you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I, and I promise you, they're not even paying attention. Right. Ninety <laughs> exactly. percent. And if they are, that's something that on them. they're dealing with that yes. has nothing to do with you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, it was like, for me, it was just one of those of like, okay, but take a step. Cause I'm just now again, starting to eat in front of people again. And like, and, and I don't want to say like that, but like guys, when you're just in a prep and stuff, you, you just start eating as quickly as you can and throughout the day and by yourself, you know, whatever, um, or while you're training clients and stuff. So it does get to be where you're like, Oh, I'm like out at a restaurant. How do I eat like the steak? Like, I'm going to cut this up or like, you know, and so it's just, it's exciting to experience that again. And, uh, and to really this time look at it as like food is just food. Like it is not this control. It is not this, um, end all be all like you can fuel your body, you can love your body. So with the holidays, like if we can take the emotion out of it, correct. if we can say to ourselves that like, we're just with family, that's the priority. Mm-hmm. And then like, we're just enjoying the time and we're eating, you know, amongst that, like that is it versus we're going there to eat. And then like, that's Focus all- on the relationship yes. that you have yep. with the people that you love. Yes. Over anything else yep. that might be there. Yeah. Whether that's- and it, Yeah. And if you show up and you are 20 pounds heavier than what you were last year, or you're 20 pounds lighter than what you were last year, either way, it doesn't mean you should have different amounts of food based off of how you look. Like I remember I went to my aunt's house last year and, the, and she said, um, oh, so you're going to eat like the Thanksgiving food. Cause I was like, oh, I want to try it. Like I want to try to have Thanksgiving food this time. Cause I used to always bring my stuff and, uh, and I tried to have it and I got, honestly, I was so sick because I, you know what I mean? Cause <laughs> you I weren't just, used to it. No, I wasn't used to it, but like, and she makes good food, but anyway, she's like, oh, because you're like SKI and NY now, 
you can eat this. And I was like, oh, that's so annoying. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, and I guess I just hate that word. That's why I spell it. People are like, what the fuck is you spell it? I just hate saying it like that. Cause it's such a <laughs> negative connotation. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like skinny, like, mm. it's just like one of those, it's like, it's like those other words that I'm not going to mention that people say that, <laughs> that are like equal, you know, words. words. Mm-hmm. It's like that to me because it's just like, mm. um, because I never valued that as like positive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That to me means less. It means small. It means not weak. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's not what, how I identify as myself. You know what I mean? And like, I don't like that. Um, so anyway, but when she said that, I, I literally yelled across the room. I was like, I was like, I'm strong now. And that's all I said. Mm-hmm. And it can be kind of awkward, right? But if I don't, if you don't say how you want to be perceived, then people will continue to keep putting you in that box, right? And so that's where I was like, I was like, no, no like I'm strong now. Like, you know, like I'm a strong woman. Like, I, you know, so I'm going to eat how I want to eat, like whatever. Um, and it not be, oh, because I'm this amount of weight, so I can have this much food now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, I, you know, you don't have to explain or anything like that, but I do think it's important to have the affirmations around those and like those languages. And, and like, even when my, you know, family members will say negative things about themselves, I'll try to cor- not correct them, but be like, be like, Hey, like, you know, if you could just not say that around me, cause I don't view you that way. Cause think about it. If you say to your, if you said in front of your kids that you were this, like, you know, not attractive, like older woman or something like that. And you always talk negatively about that. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're a super mom. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? So yeah. they're, they're probably going to tell you like, don't say that. Yeah. You know? And I think when you have kids too, you become so much more. And I mean, I have boys, mm-hmm. so it's a little bit different, but I still, I have a younger, my youngest is a little bit body conscious. He's mm-hmm. a little, he's a little thicker. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's, we call him our, he's like our little linebacker. Yeah. And yeah. he, he can be a little self-conscious mm-hmm. in the pool. He wants to wear his shirt, you know, that kind of thing. So we're already kind of aware of some yeah. of those things. And so we are even more careful than we would normally be because I want him to love himself, yes. love his body, be excited about what his body can do. Think yes. about being strong yeah. and like focus on those aspects of who he is yeah. so that he never has to go down that road. Yeah. where he feels shame or he feels less than because his body's a certain size mm-hmm. or isn't a certain size. Um, so I think, yeah, just making, making it about the relationship a that you have with the people you love, but also yeah. with yourself right. going into it. Like this is who I am mm-hmm. and I know this about me. And if someone so comments, Oh, that's your third helping of mashed potatoes, huh? Just like, yep, they're great. Aren't they? Right. Move along. And move along. There's no attach explanation. No There's shame. no, I worked attach, out this morning. Nope. Attach yep. no shame to it. Attach no yeah. ad- additional emotion. Yeah. Acknowledge the comment mm-hmm. and go enjoy those mashed potatoes. Yeah. I think that's great. I, I think that's the best advice that you can give anybody, like seriously, because like I said, holidays bring up a lot of trauma, a lot of sadness, but then also can be such a fun and happy time of a, of a seasonal change of growth. Yeah. And, and whether you're in your journey, you're just starting, you've been in it, you've been around the block and back again or whatever, you know, I hope that, you know, everyone listening can 
take it for what it is and tell themselves that they can enjoy the day and just be their best self and just live in the moment because you never know when it's your last. And like, how sad would that be to be like, man, I, yeah, yeah I'm not saying to go over and indulge with mashed potatoes, but like, like, I didn't have a bite of the mashed potatoes. Like I didn't enjoy it because I was so obsessed about how it made me look around people or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, just wear the leggings. Like, I don't know. Wear so cute, like sweatpants or whatever. (laughs) If if you're worried about that, but, but, um, but no, I love that so much. So Mel, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. I love, I love you so much. Um, you've always just been, like I said, such a positive influence and somebody that I, you know, I just genuinely look up to um, just in, in in this world and in this space of fitness and more people need to be sharing your message and you've been through so much and thank you for sharing with us today. Well, I love you and thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, that was so sweet. Mm-hmm.